gosh, I, I forgot I even had that in my pack. That's a senseless pull, man. I, if Joe flicked my ear, I'd, I'd probably conk him in the forehead. Welcome to KafaroCast, everyone. Sorry, it's been a while since we've done a podcast. I've been down in the Davis Mountains with Scotty in Topo, Texas, and Frank's been super busy here with the crew. Um, but I, I had uh, had planned on doing a bow, broadhead, uh, quiver release type of review, obviously all broken down you know, separately before I left, which I'm glad I didn't. Um, I was able to get a couple more bows in the review, which will be another podcast, but we were also able to test a ton of broadheads over the, obviously over the years, as well as some of the newer ones, um, you know, on different hunts that I've been on over the last few months. And I, I wanted to do the broadheads first, as far as the review goes. So uh, I'm going to do mechanicals first, and then I'll do fixed blades. Uh, the one thing I want to make sure, like with, um, you know, can mechanicals, um, is that it's it, mechanicals are not for, for everyone. Um, and when I say that, uh, one, all mechanicals aren't made equal, obviously, but, uh, they do take a, a, a fairly large amount of momentum and you do see a lot of, uh, TV shows at times. Not that I watch a ton of them where there's some poor penetration, um, at times and, you know, you don't want to risk losing an animal because you're shooting a really lightweight arrow and lighter poundage, and it does take a bit of oomph to open some of these bad boys up. They do uh, a very effective job uh, as far as killing an animal uh, with good mechanical broadheads. So um, with with that, you know, keep in mind, I guess, if you're looking at getting a mechanical, you know, if you're shooting, let's say, a 28, 28 and a half inch draw, 70 pounds, and a 475, 400 and uh, you know, for, let's say 450 to 500 grain arrow for the, for the most part, you're not going to want to shoot a big, you know, two inch cutting diameter broadhead, mechanical broadhead on an elk whitetail. You'll probably be okay. Uh, right now, uh, I shoot in a prime inline five, 74 pounds with a 475 grain arrow, got about 175 up front. And I have shot, uh, everything from, you know, the two inch, uh, severs, Grim Reapers, uh, the Big Schwackers, uh, Mega Meats, and obviously this is on pigs and whitetails, things like that, Owdad. Um, I, I, I have obviously shot in the past elk with mechanic, many elk with mechanicals, but um, I have a fairly heavy arrow and fairly heavy poundage. Uh, obviously this year's 475, I've been up to 575, 600 grains in the past. So I have a lot of ass behind my setup and you don't want to go in undergunned with mechanicals. Um, having said that, the next thing is, um, you know, mechanicals, not all of them, but you know, some of them are pretty disposable. That's something to think about. You can get, um, you know, three mechanicals, let's say a, a Schwacker 2.0 for 39 to 49 bucks. Um, they are kind of disposable and not just because they're mechanical, but also because of what they're made of. You got aluminum ferrule. Some of the blades are a little bit thinner. Obviously when I say thinner, not just the thickness, but also just the blade in general, because it's a mechanical blade, they, the blades can break. So there's some broadheads that I have tested. I'm not even going to talk about that have horrible durability issues. Um, blades breaking, going into a matrix or Reinhardt target. Um, you know, I've, I've got a bunch of McKenzie Delta 3Ds and some of my shoot mechanicals into, and I've had blades, mechanicals break off in those. And so the 
mechanical broadheads I'm listing, I have good experience with them going through animals. I'm going to talk about, you know, which ones maybe do a little bit better with lighter, you know, um, a little bit lighter arrow, a little bit heavier, so on and so forth. Uh, and, and good durability, uh, good, you know, good, decent penetration or decent wound channels, all that stuff. I am not going to talk about nor bash the ones that really suck. And there are some really, really bad ones out there. There's a lot that are maybe built good that deploy um, where the animal or the uh, arrow can maybe pivot off um, or the broadhead can pivot off an animal, meaning a sharp quartering away. You know, it could hit the animal. Uh, at a certain angle and literally flip off the animal and you know that's just how the 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 broadhead is built and how the broadhead opens so these ones right here and i'll give you the list uh, of of what i'm going over is uh the evolution outdoors hide uh rage hypodermic g5 dead meat and mega meat uh nap spitfire uh schwacker uh two inch and then the schwacker stainless levi levi morgan edition uh, the Grim Reaper Pro Series and the Sever. Those are ones that I've had really good luck with. None of them, you know, they're not perfect by any stretch, but they do really well. Um, and the most current models of these are the ones I'm talking about. Some of the older models on some of these broadheads I really dislike. The old Rage, um, I didn't really like. They have a new, um, uh, um, the way the broadheads close now is different and better than they used to be. Um, Spitfires, they've been out forever. Um, you know, those have never really changed. And, and a really good broadhead does take a bit of a oomph to go through. Um, and the Schwacker, or excuse me, the Grim Reaper Pro Series, I'll go over all these here in a second. But the newer Grim Reapers have really made some leaps and bounds um, from the original version. And I, I, I personally stopped using them for a while, but now I've, I've been using them, friends use them, and, and the newer ones are pretty amazing. So. Uh, I guess here we go. Hopefully I don't screw this up too bad. Um, I've tried to take some notes here, but a lot of different uh, data to go over. So uh, by far my favorite mechanical broadhead ever uh, is a sever. Um, that's uh, generally this year uh, compound. I'm going to shoot a compound a lot more this year, and I'm probably just going to shoot sever broadheads. Um, I, I've just had such good luck with them. Uh, as far as penetration, you know, between the one and a half, obviously penetrates a lot better than the two, but they fly extremely well. They're extremely durable. I like, uh, how they open. Um, I also like that you can lock them up. Um, you know, just, just a great broadhead. The only, um, I would say downside, uh, to these, and I don't know that I would even say it's a downside, but you know, they don't have dealers. You got to get them through sever, uh, unless something changed, which I don't think it has. And they're a little bit more than some of the other mechanicals on the market, but they're also more durable. And in my opinion, uh, just a better broadhead overall. Uh, they, again, they do make a one and a half and a two inch. Um, I personally, um, have been able to shoot more than one animal and I'll swap the blades out. Their feral is very, very durable. Um, and I literally have had the best penetration with the mechanical on the inch and a half sever. And I've only shot a couple elk with those. Um, I shot um, my caribou with an Ulmer edge at a pretty good distance. Um, had, had great luck. So my, bet, my top pick for mechanicals is, is by far a sever. Um, I don't know that there's a lot to add to that. They spin true. I haven't had any issue with that. Um, they're sharp coming out of the package. And again, the way that the I like how the retention system works with those. 
And I also like the fact that you can lock up uh, the broadhead, you know, if, if you choose to do so for, for practice, which is nice. And um, I've never had them, you know, hit differently because um, they spin so well. I have had some of the other models of mechanicals with the longer ferrules, uh, like a Schwacker, um, like the standard Schwackers, not spin true. And they, they will not hit at longer distances as accurate as you would think. So you kind of have to straighten them or flex them a little to spin true. Haven't had that issue uh, with a sever. So that, that would be my, my top uh, pick. Um, after that, the Grim Reaper Pro Series. Um, I, again, initially, I wasn't really, um, um, I've had some issues with Grim Reapers years and years and years ago. They have come leaps and bounds uh, since then. Their Pro Series uh, broadhead is, is pretty amazing. I've only shot a few animals with those, um, you know, myself. Um, and it was the Razor Cuts, I guess they're called. They do take a little bit of oomph, um, you know, like most mechanical severs, the same way to go through. Um, you do want to make sure um, with those, sometimes they don't spin the best. Uh, you want to check them. I haven't, I can't say that for the newest models. The newest models, I have had good luck with the, I guess I've, I've had nine of them in the last couple months with the newer models. Those all spun pretty damn true. Some of the older ones did not. So, you know, keep that in mind, but uh, really good, really good option, uh, you know, as far as broadheads go uh, with the Grim Reaper. Uh, the Schwacker two inch. Now that's just a run of the mill, um, you know, I say run of the mill standard schwacker, right? They have a pile of different designs. This is the uh, aluminum ferrule, uh, I guess is what it is, schwacker. And uh, it takes a lot of oomph to open those bad boys up. Um, what I would say is probably, um, you know, one of the biggest downsides to it. They do leave an insane uh, hole. They don't spin overly true all the time. Um, when I say they don't spin true, you know, you think about it, it's a fairly long broadhead, especially when you look at like the, the two inch. And um, you, you, when, you, when you think about it, as far as I guess it would be uh, concentricity or run out, you know, if that thing's wobbling on the front, even if it doesn't have a huge blade sticking out of it, I mean, it's still going to, you know, be an issue. So you want to make sure those are straight. Um, I don't mind the retention sense system on the, uh, the Schwackers, you know, it's just a, a little white kind of a rubber band that holds them in place and you open them up, looks like a, a jet basically. Um, and actually this wasn't the two inch, it was a two and a quarter. So I misspoke there that I've been using. Those do take a bit of oomph. They leave an insane wound channel, but you know, I just hopped on the, uh, the Schwacker website cause it's extremely confusing on what all that they um make so just an example scrolling down 100 grain two inch uh 150 grain three inch cut uh, levi morgan signature crossbow broadhead 100 uh, levi morgan signature i'm assuming those are different widths uh two blade 125 grain two and a quarter two blade 150 grain uh, two blade, 125 grain, two and a quarter, you know, and the list keeps going on. So it's pretty confusing. So I had the two and a quarter. So big cutting diameter, uh, 125 grain heads. All the heads I shot were 125. Downside with schwackers, um, want to make sure they spin straight, bit disposable, and it, they do take a bit of oomph opening and going into the animal. They are devastating when they open. I will say that. 
not the most durable broadhead, probably at the bottom of the list, actually, or, or, or one of the worst for durability. Um, but not, you know, price point, I don't know. Let me hop on Amazon real here. I should have wrote this down. And not that you want to buy things from Amazon, but it's a good place to check prices. So let's see, Schwacker, broadhead, undergrain. So here's two and a quarters for 30 bucks. Here's, let's see, Schwacker, Levi Morgan edition 42 bucks for the levi morgan edition so you know fairly you know fairly inexpensive i guess um support your local shops as i'm looking up on things on uh amazon um you know you, 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 i try to not ever suggest for people to buy um anything on Amazon if you can get it from your local, you know, your local shop. But, you know, in comparison, you're looking at 15 bucks a broadhead for a sever. So 45 bucks. So severs are pretty well priced, um, you know, compared to a, a Schwacker. And I, I, like, again, I would probably choose the sever um, even, even if you were on a tight budget, if that's not that much of a difference. The Grim Reaper uh, Pro Series, I'm kind of b- bouncing around. You can find those, um, you know, pretty good uh, deals on those if you look around. I'm just pulling it up on Google here. Um, I should have this written down, but I suck. 45 bucks, so Grim Reaper, same price as a Sever for three. So, not you know, not bad pricing again. The Schwackers are 39, so six bucks difference. Um, but there you go. So, the NAP Spitfire, <clears throat> these things have been out since Christ was a kid. The retention system, I feel, is is I've never had an issue with it. Uh, there's a, I think it's a patent, like a clip system that they use, but I've had great luck with it. They do take a lot of oomph um, to open up. Uh, they, I've never had a problem with them spinning. They spin good. It's kind of like an old faithful for a lot of guys. Like I don't I think Spitfires. Uh, I'm trying to think. They've probably been out for 18 years. Uh, somebody will be listening to this and correct me on that. They've been out for a long time. Um, you know, if you're in a hurry, for example, and you need some mechanic mechanicals, you walk into wherever, you can find Spitfires even in Walmart. Um, generally, a lot of pro shops will carry those. They're not a coveted broadhead. They're not uh, something that you're going to hear many people talk about. They've been so long on the market, but they are a good option, good tried and true. You do want, like all mechanicals, some oomph behind your setup. Uh, unless you're shooting at turkeys, then, you know, obviously you don't want the arrow to go through. Spitfires are great. Um, you know, one of the reasons I am bringing up a Spitfire, because um, uh, they've been out for so long, you very rarely hear really horrible nightmare stories. I'm sure there's going to be some, you know, you do a podcast, guys will have bad stories about them, but Kind of a tried and true walk in anywhere and find them. So I think it was important to mention that broadhead. Um, I don't downside wise. Probably the only early downside is you know penetration. Obviously, the way they open up does take some some ass um, in comparison to other broadheads. So all right, the next one, uh, G five dead meat. And before I bring this up, I want to throw a shout out. Um, and let T-Bone know I've been thinking about him. T-Bone's a badass uh, dude. He's had some um, medical problems recently. And, uh, you know, he's working that out. But, um, you know, I've been able to talk with him. This is kind of his pride and joy with these dead meats. Um, So before I talked about him, I just want to say, hey, uh, to T-Bone and what's up? And I'm thinking about you. Uh, So the dead meat and the mega meat um, downsides, um, the clip system. Um, 
that they can open in a quiver pretty easy with the little blue clips. And so, you know, I have pulled them out of the quiver and had one blade dangling. You got to snap it shut uh, in kind of a dynamic environment. Tree stand, not a big deal, but, you know, you're pulling them through brush or if you got your arrow knocked and you're kind of walking through, they will pull open um, easier than any of the other broadheads I've listed. Um, uh, and, and, and the mega meat takes some oomph, but the, the actually the, the, the standard dead meat, not horrible on, on penetration-wise or getting them to open up. I mean, they do take more than a, a fixed blade, obviously, but um, uh, pros, very accurate. Um, I would put accuracy on the dead meat right there with the severs. Definitely, uh, you know, I think they're better than a Grim Reaper and a Schwacker. Um, the, the things just group like crazy. Uh, the mega meat, probably um, one of the most devastating wound channels I've ever seen came from a mega meat. Now, that is a giant three-blade mechanical broadhead. Um, I was with my wife, and it was Ryan Rotier was with me, and it looked like I had shot it with a rifle. So they are devastating. Now, that was, again, 475 grain arrow, shooting 280-ish plus feet per second in there. Um, and, you know, I, what it did to that deer was, was just short of amazing. So... You know, it's got some good sides as far as that goes on the dead meat and the mega meat. I would say the only real downside is that clip system. It works extremely well, but if you're pulling it through brush, shit like that could be a problem because um, they do, uh, you know, they do unclip and you, you have to clip them back. And one of the downsides, you do have to be careful if you're not paying attention, one of those unclips and that blade happens to be down. When you draw the bow back, uh, especially with the mega meat, it hits your riser. It will yank your arrow off your rest. So it is important to make sure those things are clipped. I have had guys put a dot of glue um, on the blue clip and the blade. Um, you know, but you know that does obviously it's going to take a little bit more kinetic energy or momentum to get through the animal if you do that. So that's the G5 dead meat. Uh, Rage hypodermic. Their new retention system is what made this go on the list. I've never been a huge fan of Rage broadheads. Um, but the new hypodermic is, is uh, uh, you know, has good enough made the list for me. I've only shot a few things with them. But guiding, I have seen a lot of animals hit with these things. Um, and, and like <clears throat> all broadheads or everything, you know, in the outdoor industry, you know, there's, there's obviously their, um, their evolving constantly and making things better. So the new retention system is definitely something that, uh, you know, sold me with the hypodermics. Downside, they do take an ass load of momentum to, to open up, um, you know, and, and that's, I, I haven't tested all of these with my standard testing method. Um, at one time, I think I tested a Rage Broadhead and to open up completely, um, you know, it was, um, 138 pounds uh, of force to go through a hide. Now, don't, you know, that was just a quick redneck test, uh, but they do take a lot of, of momentum. And you'll see sometimes, um, you know, guys will hit with, uh, an animal with a rage, won't get good penetration, rage gets, rage gets kind of a black eye. I wouldn't necessarily blame that on the rage. If, uh, you know, I, I hit a, a pig with a rage uh, a few weeks back, uh, well, probably a couple months back, uh, straight right where you're not supposed to shoot them. Um, didn't have a problem penetration. Didn't go through, but it did hit the meaty part of a, a big hog. Killed it. Uh, hit the offside shoulder. You know, so not a horrible deal. They are pretty dang accurate. Um, you know, as far as that goes, you know, they you don't you don't run into some of the tolerance issues. What you will on you know some of the other broadheads. 
Uh, they're about 45 bucks. Obviously, everything's priced relatively uh, close to the same, you know, in the market that we're in. But not, not a bad option. Not my top choice, probably more on the bottom of the list. But again, the new retention system kind of helped make it um, on there. Uh, the next one is the Evolution Outdoors Hide. This was um, the, the, the guy that invented these, super cool dude. Um, he actually originally came out with, uh, I guess it's the Bloodsport Broadhead. Uh, like most things like that, they were a good broadhead. They went overseas, uh, changed manufacturers, and their, and their quality kind of went to shit uh, a bit. So um, the new or the, the better version, in my opinion, is the Evolution Hide. And they actually make a Jekyll and Hyde, Jekyll's fixed blade. Um, the Hide is the mechanical. It's a fixed blade and a mechanical mix. Um, these do take a little bit of momentum. It's a patented retention system. The retention system isn't perfect, but it's pretty dang good. Um, and, and a great, great broadhead. Uh, you know, price wise, I'm going to pull that up. I thought I had written that one down and I did not. Let's see. So evolution outdoors. We're looking at, I'm going to go. So how this works, which is kind of nice. It's kind of a, a la carte, you can pick your poison here. So sh buy now. And I'm going to choose the hide mechanical. And now I want the 125 grain. Adding to cart. Hold on. Let's see. $59. So they're a little bit more expensive, um, you know, than other models. But they are a great broadhead, especially with that fixed blade on there. They do fly really well. Um, price point wise, they're a little bit, you know, higher than the rest. So, um, I don't know if this podcast is going to help anyone as far as, uh, mechanical broadheads go, but, uh, I, I do believe the ones I've listed for the most part are going to do well for you. Uh, another quick kind of rundown, just like I said, sever top choice, um, one and a half or two inch. High tolerances, the highest tolerance, I think, of any broad mechanical on the market by, by a stretch. Good retention system. You can lock them in. Um, you know, when I say lock them in, you can lock them closed for practicing. I have been able to reuse these by swapping out the blades. Um, anyway, great all around. And, and the broadhead I'm going to shoot this year. Uh, Grim Reaper Pro Series, leaps and bounds above mo older models. Um, I like the, the cut on contact tip or what the razor tip, I believe is what they call it. Uh, nothing really bad to say on those other than they do take a little bit of oomph to go through. Schwacker 2-inch, uh, moderately priced mechanical broadhead. There's some quality issues with them just spinning. You know, the, you want to make sure and spin them. They do come out a little bit crooked. Uh, they do, especially, and it wasn't the 2-inch, it was the 2 and a quarter. Screwed that up again. Uh, 39 bucks, so a little bit cheaper than some of the other options on the list. They leave a hell of a hole, but if you're shooting, uh, you know, uh, you know, 500 grain arrow, whatever, and 70 pounds, not going to have any issue with that. Probably wouldn't go after any giant game with them on the two and a quarter side. They do make a smaller version. Bitfire, tried and true. Um, you know, NAP, uh, obviously, uh, kind of like Muzzy, uh, back in the day, that like everybody, um, as far as fixed blades go before mechanicals, um, a Thunderhead is probably everyone that's over 40 years old has probably shot a Thunderhead. Um, that's kind of how the Spitfire is for mechanicals and easy to find and, uh, budget wise, it's proven itself, not a bad price, so on and so forth. The dead meat, uh, one of the more accurate, if not the most accurate, 
uh, on the market. Great tolerances, uh, not a horrible retention system, but that would be the only downside that blade can come open. Rage Hypodermic, how it made the list. The new retention system's quite a bit better. And the uh, Evolution Hide, uh, fixed blade mechanical hybrid, great option. Uh, that made the list, one, because it's an unbelievable broadhead. And uh, it's also, um, you know, a hybrid broadhead. And I wanted to make sure to get one on the list. And this was about the only one worth shit to even make it. Um, so that's another good option, but a little bit expensive, 59 bucks. So um, when we post this up, uh, by all means, throw your two cents in. There's a million and a half mechanical broadheads um, on the on the market today. I've just had good luck with some of the ones I've listed here. I don't, I don't, um, some of the things, if I misspoke, please don't be afraid, pop up, you know, on there and, 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 and talk about it. Um, you know, different experiences you've had, uh, so on and so forth. Um, I think that um, no matter what broadhead I chose, there's always going to be horror stories about them. Um, so I expect that, you know, somebody's going to say, hey, I was using a Spitfire and whatever, that something happened. That's going to happen, especially with a mechanical. The only thing I probably like to finish up on here, don't blame the broadhead. Um, it's your choice to choose the best broadhead for what you're doing. Um, if you got lower poundage, you know, lighter arrow, don't shoot a mechanical. Um, unless it's at turkeys or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, don't shoot at it, go elk hunting with a, you know, I don't pick it, a 380 grain arrow and a, you know, whatever mechanical broadhead that takes a ton of momentum to go through. Um, the next thing too is, you know, if you don't find the deer, you can't really blame the, blame the mechanical uh, as far as what happens. Same with a fixed blade. So again, don't, you know, I see a lot of broadhead blaming and, and in my experience, you know, with these broadheads I've listed as well as some others. You know, you hit them halfway decent. In a lot of cases with mechanical, you hit them bad. You got a better chance of finding the animal, but but don't blame the broadhead um, unless it's a truly a big issue that you that you know you had. We had some issues with Schwackers, uh, Frank and I, where we found the animal um, uh, in older models that were just not great. Same with some of the older Grim Reapers. We had some issues. These newer ones, though, no issues at all. And when I say issues. We found the animal and kind of dissect, uh, you know, didn't open, whatever the case may be. Uh, but these newer ones that I've listed haven't, haven't had issues with those. So um, if you guys have any questions, feel free to throw them up. Um, I don't think I've missed any that I have enough experience to talk about. But if there's a broadhead that you guys have had good luck with, please, you know, throw it up. Let me know. Um, I'm going to move on now for uh, part two, I guess, on the fixed blades. All right, everybody, I'm back for part two of the broadheads. Um, this is going to be the uh, fixed blade portion, and uh, much like the mechanical portion, there's a million and a half mechanicals, there's a million and a half fixed blade broadheads out there. I'm just going to actually only go over three, um, uh, high-end, mid-range, and low-end. And when I say that, meaning I've had really good success with these, um, but there's, you know, you've got so many broadheads out there today for like Exodus or Muzzy or NAP, Slick Tricks, and a, a million and a half other uh, broadheads. And I can't go over all of them, but I have the three that I'm about to list I've used in great depth and I've had really, really good luck with. Um, I'm just going to go over those three. Um, other, I mean, you can find a million and a half different uh, options on the market. You can find YouTube videos galore and you can find people fighting over broadheads and uh, quite comical. So I'm going to have the super high end, mid range, low end options that I would suggest. And these are ones that I've been able to get to tune. Um, they've got pros and cons. I'm going to go over each three. So 
Uh, Broadhead-wise, as you can imagine, everybody knows I'm a fan of Iron Will. High-end is going to be the Iron Will. Um, Iron Wills, there's pros and cons to them. So the pros, I'll go over first, they stay extremely sharp. Now, there is some funny memes out there from different people that they never dull because uh, <laughs> they do stay sharper long than, than, longer than any other broadhead known to man, I believe, and what I've seen. And I have seen uh, Iron Wills go through two or three different animals and still you know, stay razor sharp. They do pretty good. They hit the dirt, a little bit different story. Uh, they have multiple different options. Um, you know, one, obviously, I designed the Snyder core system, which is for skinnies or micros. Um, you know, they have the two blade with ble- bleeder double bevel. They have a single bevel, uh, no bleeder, single bevel with bleeders. Um, they have a wide. Um, I'm a big fan of the iron wheel wide. Um, you know, if you can get them to fly out of the bra out of the out of your bow, not everyone's going to be able to get to do that with a fixed blade, depending on how fast you're going to shoot. It's going to be pretty dang well tuned. But with the standard, um, you know, if your bow is tuned, you, it, they do not have field point accuracy if your bow is not tuned. No matter, I don't give a shit what anybody tells you or what it says on the package. With a fixed blade broadhead, if your bow is not tuned, it does not have field point accuracy. Got to make sure it's tuned. You might want to throw a little bit bigger fletch on the back to steer it. Uh, maybe go to a little bit more helical or go from three to four uh, fletch. Or if you're shooting like, you know, two point. 2.6 whatever bump up to a three um you know it, 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 with mechanicals it's a little bit easier with fixed blades takes a little more steering a little more patience and tuning so anyway um but the iron well the pros super sharp obviously very accurate very durable um cons extremely expensive and they are a bitch to sharpen now i know guys that can sharpen them but they are probably the most well there's no probably about it they are the most difficult broadhead to sharpen for me i just change the blades out um but i I am not the world's best at sharpening so there's probably some guys out there listening say you idiot you can sharpen i know you can sharpen them i'm just they are difficult to sharpen especially with that bleeder um it's almost easier to take the blade the bleeder and the blades apart to sharpen them um or take the bleeder out in general to sharpen the main blade uh, and again they are you know they're around 100 bucks for three so so expensive but um definitely the best um fixed blade broadhead on the market but there there is a price point and they're hard to sharpen uh so that's iron will the next one as everybody knows, another broadhead I helped design with Danny Klum from Rocky Mountain Specialty Gear, uh, the RMS three-blade cutthroat. Um, I am a huge fan of that broadhead. That I probably suggest that broadhead as much as anything. Um, relatively uh, affordable for a fixed blade. Um, very easy to sharpen. I find them easier to sharpen uh, compared to, you know, the, the RMS three-blade has a curved blade or convex. Uh, I find the convex blade the easiest to sharpen even compared to like a VPA3 blade that has a flat blade because I can roll it as I'm putting it on the stone. And all you have to do is put two of the blades on a stone, flip it, put the other two blades, um, and and it'll sh- and sharpen it that way. So super simple to sharpen in the field or at base camp um, and, and, and lethal, very lethal, uh, very devastating holes. And they they are very accurate. Um, downside, um, I would say that really the biggest downside for me, they can corrode. I don't really worry about that. I, I actually put like Vaseline on them and that keeps them from corroding. They will dull quicker in a quiver, um, meaning pulling a broadhead in and out of a quiver naturally will dull. Um, 
with that, they're easier to sharpen, but they also dull a little bit quicker. So they're not going to hold the uh, edge like an iron will, um, but they also are easier to sharpen, especially like I can have just like a little butterfly looking um, DMT sharpener and sharpen them up pretty dang quick in a pixie stick and be fine. Um, price range, not horrible. Um, you know, as far as that goes, I think they're like 69 bucks for three now. Um, they are, again, the, the, the tip on them is reinforced, so they're super durable. Uh, so the RMS three blade cutthroat would be my uh, moderate or intermediate price range choice. Again, there's a million broadheads out there. I've just had extremely good luck with these. And I think I have one broadhead, Scotty and I were counting. I've shot like 18 animals with one of those broadheads and just keep shorting it up. And it finally bit the bullet. Um, actually, during practice, um, I just dead impacted a rock. And finally, uh, it, it went into the penalty box to where there's enough damage. I wasn't going to try to repair it. The tip was fine. It kind of curled the, the ferrule a little bit. And, you know, what do you expect? I hit a rock at 40 yards and missed the target just because the wind was blowing and, you know, but fairly durable. I mean, you, you even when you, like, you know, kind of rough up the edges or whatever, get it on a rough stone and, and you're back in business pretty quick. Um, so my, my, my cheaper version or cheaper broadhead version, um, and this is with a lot of testing, and I know there's going to be some um, arguments uh, on this, um, you know, depending, but... The Magnus Stinger 125 four blade. So I, I've had really good luck with that. It's a bit disposable. Uh, and when I say that, it's disposable. Like you're probably only going to get one animal out of that bad boy. Um, you know, the ferrule's fairly fragile. The blades aren't horrible, but not overly durable. But, you know, let me type this in here. Um, on their website, they're like 47 bucks. But let's, um, let's see what they are. On the shopping uh, portion of Google, and we're looking at thirty-eight, thirty-nine bucks, forty bucks. Um, you know, varying depending upon you know where you're looking, uh, where you're looking to buy them. There's a bunch of different versions of this. There's two blades. There's a buzz cut with serrated edges or whatever. This is this version is just the standard four blade. So t a bleeder. It's two blade with a bleeder. A uh, little bit longer ferrule, so you have to uh, and longer blade, so you have you get a little bit better penetration as far as that goes. But you do uh, you want to spin them to make sure they spin true. They are you know since they are a little bit uh, disposable, they are easy to bend back into place. Um, so. Magnus Stinger four blade, thirty nine bucks. Um, as far as going through all of these penetration, that Stinger penetrates unbelievably well. Um, you know, RMS three blade, same thing. Same with Iron Will. I haven't had any issues with penetration on any of these, um, and even with lower poundage bows, that three blade does amazingly well. Uh, so something to think about. Um, I have uh, my wife; she shoots um, out of her new setup. She shoots those three blades uh, as well as iron wheels. I don't have her shoot the, you know, the stingers as much, um, you know, for no other reason than um, the three blades are a bit more durable, a bit easier for me to sharpen. So if she's out there uh, with me with, you know, shooting practice heads with those three blades, I can come back in. Um, I have a, a sander, uh, like a bench sander or um, a belt sander, and I can sharpen the three blades up. That's probably two minutes uh, two to three minutes um, from pretty dang dull to shaving sharp with those. So I like those for her. She also shoots the iron wheels uh, and does really, you know, had really good success with those. So 
Um, short podcast here. It's only 10 minutes. There's a million and a half broadheads on the market. Those are the three that I would recommend from the high, mid, and low price range. Um, you know, the you get what you pay for. The biggest thing that I hear guys arguing about, you know, which I understand with like an iron will, um, you know, harder to sharpen, extremely expensive, things like that. With, uh, you know, you look at something like the three blade, um, durability wise, very durable, um, you know, and easy to sharpen, so on and so forth. I've already talked about it. Um, there, some of the other broadheads, the one th- I guess I would say, like reading online, I don't really get on and post on forums anymore. A lot of different, you know, Facebook pages and things like that. Um, there, there is some broadheads out there right now that are a hundred bucks for three that are horrible for the money. Um, they have, I think it's 440C, which isn't the worst steel in the world, aluminum ferrule, uh, but charging the price of an iron will, and they, they chink on the side or they'll, they'll chip, you know, the ferrules will bend, and, and they're 100 bucks for three. So broadheads like that, I would stay away from. You're not getting what you pay for. Um, then there's also some other broadheads. You look at like a muzzy 85-grain four-blade. You buy them at Walmart. Are they the best broadhead in the world? No, but they will kill stuff, and they have for a long period of time. But you, again, you get what you played for. Blades are a little bit weak on those. Aluminum ferrule is going to flex or bend. Um, you know, it's kind of a disposable broadhead. But you know, when you're when you're um, depending upon your personality, really, is if you want the best, the best, and you can afford it, you know, get the higher end stuff. If you're, you know, kind of on a budget. Something like a Magnus Stinger is going to to do you fine. Um, You know, don't go in the woods because you can't afford, you know, crazy expensive broadheads, obviously. Uh, You do get what you pay for, but cheaper broadheads, you're going to be fine. Not a big deal. And again, that mid-range, you kind of get the best of all worlds, still a little bit expensive, but not, you know, crazy. Um, But when you look at like a three-blade, you can resharpen those very easy, especially if you're at home. You got, like I said, a belt sander, super quick to sharpen and can last you know, not forever, but a, a very long time, especially, you know, since they're easy, able to resharpen. So uh, that's an 11 minute podcast on fixed blade broadheads. I believe that's the uh, quickest I've ever seen. So hopefully that makes some sense. If you guys have options that you like or whatever, don't be afraid to post them up. I didn't want to try to do a, a five and a half hour podcast on every fixed blade broad I've ever seen shot. So I just figured picking those three would be the easiest way to go. So all right, I'm moving on now. I'm going to do a release and bow review. Um, try to get caught up while I'm back in the office. I appreciate everybody listening in. 